Good morning from Stockholm. This is uh, Saturday, 21st of March 2020. I am sitting in self imposed and then later government imposed uh, quarantine at home uh, for good reason since I have uh, corona in, in the family now and I'm most likely myself affected with a very mild version of the of the uh, uh, of this uh, new type of flu uh, so i use the time to sit and reflect and i'm starting a, a series of uh, blogs uh, video blogs um, to look at the covid-19 case against the background of my own experience of crisis management for instance on the eu level starting with 9-11, uh, the tsunami, the floodings in Europe, the Arab Spring, the Fukushima crisis, and so on. And uh, also against a more long-term background, uh, looking at uh, various types of crises that we have seen over time, uh, how they have developed, how we have uh, looked at the crisis in different uh, light given on the uh, understanding of the timeline and the trends and uh, who's involved and who should be involved etc so it's a question of timelines uh, if you look at the Vietnam War for instance who would have uh, expected uh, Lyndon Johnson to take the same decision about the Vietnam War in 1964-65 when he was elected president uh, as he did uh, in 1968 when he decided not to be a candidate again for the US presidency. The timeline was completely di different. Uh, towards the end of 1968 the United States had 500,000 soldiers, 500,000 soldiers in Vietnam uh, they had just a, some advisors in the uh, mid-60s. So the basis for decision, the basis for alarm was, was quite different. And uh, we see a similar situation now, I would argue, with uh, the COVID-19 case, when uh, people have been completely uh, lost when looking at the timeline. So I look into that a little bit more. Then, uh, when it comes to crisis management, who should deal with this crisis? Uh, in the early stage of a crisis, uh, typically you ask uh, the people who routinely have a, the responsibility for a particular issue to deal with it also in crisis situations. Uh, when you go further, for instance, as they did in Japan during the Fukushima crisis, it was much more difficult. Uh, you had to involve different sectors of society and that was a necessity not only for Japan as a whole of government approach, but also for the international community to engage in a coordinated way. Again, we see the same development here, that it's not enough to ask uh, one single uh, government authority dealing with health, for instance, to manage everything, to give input on everything. You have more problems coming up than that in more sectors. Um, so when you look at strategies, uh, typically uh, you would, uh, in on paper, write about all kinds of different sectors where there could be a problem, 
for uh, national or international security uh, and you would uh, say what you want to do in each sector but when you come into a multi-sector crisis then the strategies need to be more comprehensive and more forward-looking and uh, when it comes to resources uh, supporting these strategies of course uh, different kinds of money comes uh, come on the table in the real crisis uh, at that point uh, the uh, the very, very budget uh, discipline oriented approach applied in the beginning uh, of a discussion is completely thrown off the table and suddenly lots of billions are uh, available to deal with it. So you ask, why couldn't we have done that before? Why couldn't we have paid the insurance premium for whatever we need to defend ourselves for in the future? Uh, why couldn't we pay that year by year rather than have to pay everything with all the all the consequences uh, at one single time when the crisis is already gone uh, almost too far because uh, the covid-19 case also shows already that there is a, a wider equation than only the question of who how, who lives and who dies as a result of the covid-19 uh, epidemic uh, epidemic uh, development uh, we, we know already that uh, this is going to hit uh, human security widely through unemployment, uh, social misery and possibly suicides and what have you. Uh, a huge number of people are going to lose their lives or going to have their lives destroyed in terms of human uh, quality, um, uh, have little to live for when they're all they have been striving for, both on the level of of small businesses and uh, the level of ser services, uh, on the level of employment, of schooling, what have you. All of this is going to have devastating consequences, no doubt, for many people. So some people say, well, we cannot just look at how we manage the uh, health security crisis. We also have to look at how we manage the economic crisis, which will impact on human security more widely. All of this, if you, if you zoom out a little bit, you can see that uh, the, the issue of, of human security is a part of a number of uh, different uh, uh, types of flow security. Uh, of course, uh, protecting trade, uh, energy, what have you, uh, protecting us uh, for, to get essential flows into the country in normal uh, in normal situations, uh, going into crisis, you have negative uh, flows like uh, cyber, like uh, terrorism, organized crime, and also health security, radioactive substances or environmental, etc. You have governance, your defense, conflicts and war, and development, and then you zoom out once more, and then you come into questions like geography, where you can look from a European point of view at Europe uh, in its eastern, northern, southern, western dimension, which in terms of the health security um, paradigm is a very difficult uh, uh, way to, to look, uh, address the issue. So we're addressing health security mainly from a thematic point of view, but of course we have to, uh, we have to uh, uh, join up our view of geography multilateralism and thematic 
approaches when we look at, uh, at security. We have to look at lessons learned, we have to develop strategies, we have to make impact assessments, something that we seemingly have not done properly when it comes to this type of health security threat, at least not on the Swedish level. We we'll have to look at timelines, we need to look at the challenges as they develop and responses. So if we go back to the thematic uh, and look uh, more carefully at, uh, or a little bit more carefully at the timeline issue, uh, what strikes me here is, of course, enormous changes over time. Uh, when, you, when you look at um, the situation as it was early on, uh, as a trend started to develop, people were, of course, worried about China, but then the China curve uh, flattened. And then uh, they were uh, uh, encouraged by the recovery rate of the Chinese uh, patients, but then, uh, of course, people start to get worried what was happening outside China. Uh, this was as of uh, already just um, eight, ten days ago that this was a picture. Uh, a few days later, we already have gone from 119,000 to 169,000 cases, and as of today, we're up to 275,000 cases. Uh, and uh, what uh, Donald Trump says goes away uh, already shows that we are now talking about uh, 19,000 uh, US cases and probably in reality maybe 100,000. Who knows what is the real figure there? And the figure, what, it, what we see here is a curve of cases outside China, which is which is rising exponentially, and, uh, and uh, we still see that uh, many continents are, haven't, haven't even been uh, uh, affected yet, uh, seriously, like, like Africa, uh, South America, and, uh, and uh, Russia, and so on. At least, not as we know, we don't know whether the statistics are out clearly. So, uh, again, uh, the question is, how, what kind of reactions these timelines give? Well, we have seen uh, the drama develop day by day in Europe and in the United States and so on. People getting more and more worried, taking more and more drastic uh, decisions in order to manage the health security aspect of this. But then we have to find out what to do with the multi-sectoral approach. Here. How do we address that? How do we factor in the effects on economy and employment and so on. That will require strategies that will require very, very difficult choices. Not only who lives and dies uh, due to the number of intense, intensive care uh, places, but also what, how long can we drag out this crisis, allow it to drag out on with these exceptional quarantine, quarantine uh, measures that we see now. So these are some of my thoughts on the 21st of March, 2020. Thank you for listening.